spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish I am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs of this podcast going. And enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on a... Is it now? Tuesday? No, it's a Wednesday evening. Because <laughs> the guest with me today completely bamboozled me last night when she forgot that we were due to chat last night. So tonight is a Wednesday, definitely. Quite <laughs> about what Layla thinks which was Tuesday, so she confused me. So, anyway... I've got a wonderful lady with me today, a um, dear, dear friend, spoken label, who I've not spoke to, as it turns out, for 18 months now. And last time we spoke to Layla, and I'll let her introduce herself in a second, she was living over, I think, in California way. So this is what's made it interesting today, because she's actually in France at the moment. I don't know which part, so, and we'll talk about this today. So Layla, obviously, I'm going to let you introduce yourself now. Tell, tell people who you are. All right, Look hi, a bit guys. Your background I'm and so go happy. For it. All right, I already started talking. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's me, you know, messing up the days of the week. I'm Layla Siari. Um, I'm the author of now two books. I'm an avid writer every day of my life. But, you know, other than that, I'm an artist and a wandering soul. So where am I from? I'm from Les Estados Unidos or America. I just, I spent the last three years in California. I grew up in Rhode Island. And right now I'm living in Europe. So and yeah. I published a second book, and you know, here we're going to talk about that and everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's where your life goes, Layla. Everyone knows Layla. She definitely is a wandering soul. And um, we hadn't said before, we hadn't spoke since what I think it was August 2020. And a mutual friend of ours who I spoke to recently, Alter, Alter Mabin, told me that Layla was um, moving over to France soon. And I thought, oh. And then she's also just bought a second book out as well, which did surprise me because obviously. Like, obviously, um, your first book, obviously, when it came out a couple of years ago, was completely different to what you wrote now, What not it? So, which your original book was, people are interested, was Love Songs... Oh, Love Songs to a Poet. And then right. uh, you've now come out with... Um, which is almost like... Which is very you, Layla, this. A uh, 360-degree t- turn. Where you've now oh, absolutely. Gone, That's na- the epitome of me. Yeah, your <laughs> new book, obviously... Expect the like, unexpected. <laughs> Well, you did in this one. <laughs> I was not expecting this one of you. Because, like, I've read your first book, and your first book, I do like your first book, but for you to go along, all your poems are quite longer, shall we say. They're actually going to do your second book as haikus. 
That really caught me out, that one did so. Now, obviously then, that's been the case then. So I want to talk about you travelling anyway. We'll do that in a, in a bit. But I want to learn about your second book first. What made you want to do a book of haikus? Well, okay. So, I mean, I'm just like, I'm a writer by heart. I don't really know what that means, honestly. Like, I just kind of go with the flow of what's, like, calling to me. And when I went to Hawaii, it was actually right after I published my second book. I mean, my first book, shit, this is my second book, sorry. Um, so after I published my first book, Love Poems to a Poet, I went to Hawaii and I went to this town of haiku. And I was like, you know what? I can write haikus. And so when I was in Hawaii by the ocean, I just like started writing haikus. And I was like, well, there's something to this. This is very easy for me to do. It just kind of like, they just like, I don't know. I mean, some things are difficult for some people to write. Like haikus just come naturally to me. I could sit here and think in haiku. So but that was never a thing until I went to Haiku Hawaii and, and then the pandemic hit and it was just kind of this time where like, you know, it was like very solitary. So instead of like the rat race of life, the only thing I really had to do during that period was go to the ocean. And it's like, for me, I can write these. I mean, I have on my Google drive, like 10 page poems. Right. But it's like, for me during that time, I was just going to the ocean and for me it was just haikus just kind of flowed so I was like well the obvious thing to do now is publish this book of haikus that I've been sitting here for two years like oh well it's like a year at that point it's like I've been sitting in California on lockdown for a year like not talking to anybody the most obvious thing to do is publish this book of haikus because all I'm doing is sitting on the ocean writing haikus now <laughs> yeah that's what i remember like, when we did our first set of that session 18 months ago i remember the time and telling me like you were living a lifestyle weren't you by that you're on by the beach all the time so that's right. why it's, it's and at of... that point i was traveling a lot too so like my life was totally different like because i'm the kind of woman who's always like on a plane and so like and that's never kind of stopped until the pandemic hit and that was like the first time in my life i kind of got a period of stillness and for me, I was still writing these really, really long poems, and I have a million unpublished poems that at some point I guarantee I'll do something with. But that period what, of all in one, all in one book is it a million poems? Is that your first? Oh my book? god, I can't do that. I mean, for me, they all have to have a category. So like, I'm sitting on an archive of like immaculate writing, and I know that, but I'm like, what do I do with this? I don't know. It has to. <laughs> I have to finish things or like bring it all back. For me, it's hard when I get over like. A lot of times I write from my emotions and as fast as I'm transitioning and changing in my life, it's really, really hard for me to go back to something I like kind of didn't finish. It's like, oh, well, that's done. So here they are. So maybe we'll have just a million random poems at one day. But yeah, so during the pandemic, it was like haikus. It was like that was just kind of my soul, you know? It was, it was- yeah, same for me, really, because it was like, and this is this is thanks to Alter for this one, really, our friend, friend Alter. I knew yeah. of haikus when I was at uni. 20 odd years ago and I, I, I tried writing never got my head around it but then when we got into lockdown it made me think i want to try doing something different and you're the same aren't you you thought we're under lockdown why not try and learn something and that's what right. i did yeah i learned how to tank tankers if you i don't know if you ever, if you ever got you trying them i no. haven't tried them but i know a little bit only because of Alta. honestly yeah. like she's blowing my mind i mean I think all three of us can agree that we really like divulged into that like haiku yeah. business during the pandemic, like oh, even on yeah. a different level, you know, it's like, yeah. 
Well, I've done two books on it, and I've got a third one. Well, it's two thirds done the third book, so but I said, but it's, it's just crazy. I've been managing about one a year on them, but I'm not like our mutual friend that seems to pull out every week. Oh, <laughs> the girl, I mean, the two the listeners out there, the girl writes a haiku book literally every week. Oh, she's a mastermind. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if she does it. Like I said, it's like I know, like I travel myself, like travel about an hour each way to work and back every day. And I've got, I'm writing on a tablet now, so I can write a bit quicker. But like right. trying to like write a haiku, write a haiku book monthly is possible for me. But anyway, listen, tell us about this book then. So obviously, like I have obviously people that have read your first book. How does it compare this second book to your first book? I mean, then? there's no comparison because they're totally different like facets of my soul. And I mean, if you know me, which probably nobody does, so I'll tell you, I'm a very multi-dimensional being. There's a lot of facets to my soul, and it's just what's gonna come out at that point. Like I could hit you with tragedy i can hit you with comedy it just depends on what mood you're gonna get me in so or, or, how, or, how, or how much you drunk sometimes isn't it so well yeah and i drink a lot so <laughs> <laughs> no comment right? hey hence hence the france we're drinking rose right now so sante to everybody but oh, i mean but, so uh you know like haikus like seaside serenades was just literally like my ode to the ocean because like i mean i've been saying this since i was like for the last 10 years, like I've been like Poseidon is my husband. I married Poseidon. So just for every man listening, you got to compete with a God here, Poseidon. So <laughs> Poseidon's my main man. Like I married him such a long time ago. And like, I just have such a connection with the ocean. It's not just the God Poseidon. It's like the ocean has, I mean, I grew up on the water in Rhode Island and I mean, I'm on the Mediterranean coast right now. So it's like, obviously like there's, um, water's just embedded into my soul. It's like, Water is my peace. Water is my insanity. Water is the place I cleanse myself. Water is the place I cry. It's like emotional everything. I can relate to water because water is at the end of the day, like astrologically, spiritually emotion. So it's like for me, but like, you know, in the pandemic, like, sure, I could go rant and rave about like the government or whatever the fuck's going on. Like everybody can, but it's like, I just wanted to take this time and kind of write a book that was more peaceful and tranquil and connection and connecting to this body of water that's so mysterious and so profound and it's like no matter who you are or where you're at it's like every single being in the world can be like yeah when I get by the water I feel some type of way so it's like this book was just kind of me just I mean it wasn't even me feeling any type of way other than just connecting to the ocean's energy and just writing some simple haikus about what it invokes in you I mean there's sections of the book it's like sometimes I throw myself in the water and get ravaged by your madness and sometimes I cry and feel at peace and sometimes I'm talking about the birds so it's like you know it's just there's so many facets of the ocean and I tried to kind of touch on everyone a little bit like the emotions the creatures the people and especially living where I live in northern well where I was living in northern California the ocean is a very um so like here I'm in Cassis, France and it's a tourist spot. So there's like thousands of people on the beach, but where I live or where my, where I did live in Northern California, the beaches are very private. Like you kind of have the beach all to yourself. So it's like a very different energy. It's very contemplative, very meditative. The waves are very savage. Like you'll probably die if you step in there. So it's just a very, like the powerful force of the Pacific ocean where I live, especially is so profound and so obscure. And it's, so immense and you can really feel that immensity without people really being around you so I really just kind of like sat with that and tapped into that and 
and all the facets and just gave the people a book of all that. <laughs> no, I get you completely of it. So I have been, I've not been to, I've not been to America ever, but I've been to, I've been to the, the, the way to work there. I'm not been able to America. I you don't want to need there. to go. Don't go. Don't want to go. No, <laughs> I, go, I, I go. I might go. I might go to Canada someday. So I've got relatives all the way, but never. Yeah, America Canada is cooler. Uh, super cool. Wow, Canada. Yeah, don't yeah. go to America. But as I say, I've been to the beach like where Rio is and um, and and Brazil is, and that beach was very quiet. But like I say, as soon as you come to beaches in England, I've been to the beach around about in France as well, and it's a complete different sort of feel. And that's it's, why and. So different. And obviously, then, obviously, I want to look at, obviously, we're looking, obviously, you want to just come to France, people, and people want to know, because you told me already you've been here three days, haven't you? And the first, you made me smile when you told me what you were like first day as well. So first day, you were like, you look rave all night long. Oh, my God. I, it was like a, a, I mean, I was jet lagged. I'd been on a plane for 16 hours. So my first day, I was like, well, you know what? I'm here. I'm overtired, but I'm going to have a ball. I was like drinking on the streets to like two in the morning with oh random people, like yelling, <laughs> like yelling at people in French who didn't speak English. And I'm like spitting my broken French at them. And they're spitting their broken English at me. And I'm like, this is great. You know? <laughs> Because my well, French is not good to all the French people listening. Like, désolé, pardon, my French is say horrible. It's just say, je, je comprends. Oui, mais I'm here. <laughs> oh, well, I know bonjour, and that's about it as far as it goes with me. So I, I might well, remember a couple of words, but no, I, uh, I know a it. lot more than you then. So we're doing good. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people know a lot more French than I do. Yeah, but it's like so. a complete like culture shock and a mind fuck. Like, to be completely honest, it's like, I live my life in this place of like, yeah, leave me alone. I like to be alone. And then, but like, honestly, it's like, I'm, I have a flair for the dramatics. I like to go to the extremes of things. So it's like, I really need to like reset and rebalance. And it's like, so I thrusted myself into this environment where I like literally, and I picked a place where like the tourists are not like, this is a tourist town, but the tourists are not American. They're all European. So it's like, it's very interesting for me because like nobody speaks English. <laughs> yeah, as I want to say, that's probably part doesn't do that much. What made you want to go to France then? I know, see, um, I know, I know you don't want various various stories. We'll keep off why why you're out in America, but certainly, like, yeah, what, yeah. what's made you want? We to We all to know it? why I'm not in America because we all know why nobody wants to be in America. But that's not what we're going to. Yeah, um, why France? I've just always felt a deep, deep seated. Um, infatuation with the Mediterranean seacoast since I was a little girl and I've been to France before but I've only really been to Paris before here and but I mean like I'm the type of person like I want to travel the world there's no one corner of the world I don't want to go to so it's not like that it's just that at this point in time where I'm at in my journey it's the place I had to be right now is the south of France and there's a lot of things leading up to why I got here and whatever but it's just, you know, it's like my soul was like, I mean, I've, I've said for the past seven years of my life, like I would end up not living in America. But when I first started saying that it was a totally different region of the world that I was exploring. And, you know, I lived in Costa Rica for a time. And, you know, at first I had this, like, I have to go to South America. I have to do like this. And I never made it to South America because that part kind of like died for the moment. I'm sure it'll come back later, but right now just where I'm at in my journey and what's going on in my existence it's like my soul was like you have to go to the south of France and you have to go to this town and so you know it's like here I am and like I said it's it's not I mean I don't want to live in America I'm not sure that this place is the be-all and end-all I'm pretty sure it's not but 
my starting point had to be here on a soul level. Like this is what I had to do. So yeah, yeah, no, of course. And you were telling me before as well, obviously, like you're not let's say people interested in this night. I want I want to know more about how you think your writing is going to change living in such different environments in a minute. But you don't just want to stay in France, you want to travel around Europe a bit more, don't you? So I do. And I mean, after France, I mean, like I said, this is subject to change because I could meet someone amazing tomorrow that like is like, hey, do you want to travel with me to Belgium or whatever? And I'm super like, I've surrendered to the flow. I'm super open to where I want to go. Like where whatever happens. I do have like Scandinavian, I do, I am Swedish and I have this like soul connection with Sweden and Iceland. And I think I want to go there next, but like that could change tomorrow. But um, how that's going to affect my writing to answer your question before I go on a tangent about why Iceland's important because I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> how it's going to change my writing it's just like when I wrote my first book I was like in my mind I was already in the process of writing my like fifth sixth and tenth book but then you know I kind of just like got in this routine and I was like honestly in California like my roommate who still has my cat and who still has all my stuff in his house is the greatest friend I've ever had and in my life I've never really had a grounded stability and I'm so grateful for him for the rest of my life for like helping me find this like home stability. But at the end of the day, it's like, I kind of lost my inspiration at some point. And it's not any fault of the people I was around or anything. It was just like, my soul couldn't grow anymore where I was at. And it's like, and honestly, like as much as I can say horrible things about America, it's like my home in America. Like I truly, truly, truly found some people who will always and forever hold me down. And I'm so grateful for them, but there does like in every person's journey, there gets a point where like, as much as you want to grow there, like you physically, spiritually and mentally can't grow there anymore. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to pump out like 27 books, but you know, it's like you change and you have to sit with yourself. And as you evolve and as I changed and as I evolved, it just, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm still like, I still write every day till this day, but it just got to a point where like my inspiration was really kind of lagging. And I found myself kind of stopping writing poetry and more writing prose. But even looking back at my prose, it was like, I'm writing the same thing every day because I'm like stuck in this. Like if I stay here, I'm going to stay stuck in this energy of feeling this transition. And so I feel like for the past two years, I've just been feeling, oh, this transition, this transition. So I've been writing about that in prose statements, but it's like, there gets to be a certain point where you just physically can't or spiritually or metaphysically can't grow anymore in that capacity. So how this yeah. will change my writing, it's just, you know, I need to shift my perspective. I don't know what it's personally going to do to my writing. I just, I just need it because, you know, I'm a rambling soul, like. I think and you always, for me, some, some people are. I mean, Layla, and when I first met you, obviously 18 months ago, I felt that at the time about you. It's like I'm the sort of writer that always moves on, tries out different things all the time and move on constantly. But in my writing, you're the sort of person I could have well imagined throwing a notebook in, or a laptop in your pot in your bag or something and up the hills to the next town, something like yes. that. Definitely. Exactly. And like for me, like I have to have that because when I published my first book, I was on a plane every month. I was writing that book in an airport. Like I was writing that book at hotel rooms and it's like kind of like the stillness was very meditative and very important for my spiritual growth, like of the pandemic. But at the same time, it's like, there's 
there's that huge gypsy soul within me. And like, of course, like I'm a Taurus, I'm an earth sign. I do appreciate grounded stability foundation. We all have a balance between, but for me, it's like, you know, that first book was so easy to write because I was always moving. Like I wasn't in the same place. So when I, when the pandemic hit and I just kind of got like in that like homey vibe, which like I said, was beautiful. I have nothing bad to say about anything that happened to me there. It's just my inspiration kind of died because I'm the kind of person, I mean, we're not all like that. We all, I mean, some people could live in the same place a million for their whole life and grasp different inspirations while being there, but I'm the kind of soul who needs to move. So for me, it was, it's, it's very difficult to create. And I mean, I'm an artist, I'm a singer, I can do all of it, but like for me, after a year of a pandemic, like I just, I stopped singing. I stopped playing the piano. Like I stopped doing all the creative things because I just kind of lost the spark, you know? Yeah, no, it, it does happen to people. I know, I know so many people in lockdown and you must know people yourself like this, where the creativity is actually just completely dried up and it's not come back. Exactly. And that's like, that was scary for me. Cause like I said, when it first started, I was like, this is the greatest thing to ever happen to an artist. Like we're stuck here. All we can do is write. But yeah, exactly. Like at some point, like, even though I was taking day trips every day, I was like, at some point, like I just had to get out of my own bubble because I kind of got too comfortable within the life I was living, which is like nice, but not nice. You know, it's like, no, completely agree. I think it's done. It did it to me in a different way that Jupiter over the lockdown period, certainly when Amanda had only just met, yeah, I don't know if I've not told you, but Amanda moved in me officially about four weeks before lockdown kicked in. And then like, oh it was like, God. yeah, so it was literally like, and we're still together. We got married we got married last year as well, we did. So like, well, congratulations. So, 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 I, don't, I don't think you despite that, but like, it was like, well, that's the way our lives have gone. Like, it's, it's brought us together. But I know people like, I've lost lost friends in them for all their lives over lockdown. I'm not, I know marriages have collapsed as well. So right. it's like, yeah, it's, it's done strange things to people, I think, in some ways. It has forced people to reevaluate a lot of their lives in more than a few ways. And I think that's what it's done for you, basically, there. Exactly. Why- I mean, I think we've all gone through that at different facets. And, you know, it's like, yeah, for me, it really, it really just aligned me to my path. It, like, you know, I think that I was just traveling and going with the momentum of my life so wholeheartedly when the pandemic hit that I wasn't even aware of that. Like I wasn't in the place, but I was in the place I was meant to be then, but it's like, it really did shift all my trajectories. And like, I mean, I'm a licensed yoga instructor. I'm a licensed Reiki healer. I just got my real estate license and I've kind of like, I mean, that time kind of allowed me to evaluate, like, Layla, you're talented at literally everything you touch, but what do you really want to do? And where do you really want to go? I can honestly say sitting here right now, I can say, I don't fucking know. Like for the first time in my life, <laughs> like I used to have like, oh, I'm going to do this. And for the first time I can say comfortably, but like, I'm comfortable in this. I don't know. And that's okay. But I think I needed that because my life was always so go, 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 go. Like since I was 18 years old, I've been traveling nonstop. So it's like, you know, I dated people and bands and I traveled the world. Like, I mean, I, was always on the go so I feel like that stillness for me really put in perspective of like you have all these skills you have all these talents you have all these opportunities but what do you really want to do and honestly I can't answer that question but it did put in perspective like you know yeah I think it's something (laughs) I think you're you're probably I've got a friend that's like you in some ways where he's really really talented 
but he's, he's I think he's two years older than you, but he's not quite found yet what he wants to do with the creativity. It's like I've seen your artwork, I mean, you're an incredible artist. That's right. why, so yeah, that's why. So, have you do you think you'll be able to carry on better do some art when you're in France or? Are you not sure? Oh, I know I'm going to be because like art, like, I mean, I've been painting since I was like two years old. I've been writing since I was a baby. And it's like, for me, creativity will always be part of my soul. But, you know, like I said, it kind of died for a little bit. And that was really, 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 really hard for me. And like I said, like the movement promotes creativity. But right now, I don't know exactly like the trajectory my creativity is taking, but I know I will always write. I will always paint. And there will be great things for me to come in the future. And I know that I just don't quite know what they look like yet. Or I don't, and I never knew what they looked like before. That's like, that's a lie to even say, but I always had these ideas or like, this is my vision. And right now, like my vision is kind of an open end. It's like, I'm going to write. I did write. I wrote today. I wrote yesterday. It's like, but what do we do with that? I'm not sure. You know, it's like, it's kind of, it's an exploratory journey. And I'm, I really wish I could say anything more than that but it's it's very unknown and very open-ended at the moment yeah a lot of creative is like that because you get spells like that where sometimes you're like and i've done what you do i think you know i've done six books now and i'm not 100 sure 100 sure what the seven book's going to be yet because there's several things that are messing around in my head and right you don't know you don't know where you don't know where he's going to go next because i am I've not told you this yet, and this is exclusive. I never listened to Spoken Label. Ooh, I'm about to it. actually, I'm meeting up with somebody on Saturday. It's going to be a podcast on this as well. But um, a, la- a lady that I know, I've not met her yet, actually. I'm not naming her here to embarrass her, but we might yeah, be forming a band together. That's, no, but um, she knows who she is. And I might be doing to form a new band of her because we've got some ideas dangling around. Done a couple of demo tracks, so watch your space so that's, that's so a, exciting that's why she's a, she's a cracking unbelievable poet on really is that's why so it's just a case of trying to give people encourage them to find the right direction so right but, exactly yeah. and i think that's really cool because i'm like in a place where i'm really open to collaborate with people or do whatever it's just like you just kind of have to just be within yourself and be so stabilized in your own energy and then just be open to what comes with that because i'm open to collaborate i'm open to like do whatever it's just they're like in a creative's mind and I know you're creative it's it's hard sometimes when you know like you have so many creative channels to tap into it's like which one do I want to focus my energy on and I think before this point in my life I always had like this point that I felt like I was like focusing upon and right now I'm just kind of an open-ended book like let's see what happens you know it's like let's see what, yeah, yeah. what sticks I think it's so. I think that's where you are as a creative person because I'm fully expecting that certainly it's obviously people who have known is you're only in Europe provisionally for three months. I think you'd like yeah. to be here longer, but oh, I will be longer, but technically now I'm only allowed yeah. to stay for three months. Yeah, yeah well, Tito will say, I will get my visa. Hey, anyone listening, if you got yeah. some opportunities for me, the girl's yeah. open, <laughs> get, in, get in touch with her, put the details up. But at the moment, by the end of these next three months, I'm fully expecting for you to have not say wrote a book, but you'd be well into a book of some something about you traveling around Europe, whether it's and prose, I, I a novel, so or poetry. I'm expecting it. And I, yeah, I, I am too for myself, but like, you know, I mean, of course, I've had to release a lot of expectations within myself because I think for most of my life, I was burdened by my own expectations of myself. And it's like, 
but I still do expect that for myself. I know my writing is going to transform. I know I'll have something to give the world after this trip or during this trip. It's just, I mean, it's my day three. It's like what it's going to manifest in. I'm not sure. Is it like, you know, I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Is it another haiku book? Is it a novel? Is it prose? Is it some epic love story? I hope so. Cross my fingers. I've been single for a long time. I'd love to write an epic love story of my own life. <laughs> Oh yeah, but like I said, oh, I know, I know what my friends like that done in Bognor Regis before I've named. I've seen, I've seen his life story book, and it's probably like yours, colourful. <laughs> yeah, mine's colourful, but I know it's only going to get more colourful from here on out. But on a high vibrational, because like, I mean, if you really looked at my life, like at this point, I could write stories and stories and stories for days about like all the traumatic incidents that happened. But it's just like, I don't want to. I know that's like important. Like people do want to not just hear sunshine and rainbows. And I don't want to just write sunshine and rainbows because if you really look at my poetry, it's a lot about life and death and the, you know, it's the contrast of all of it, but I don't want to write about things that happened to me in the past that were traumatic and have good stories. It's like, I want to build new stories and I want to build upon that, be it poetry, haikus or prose, like whatever it is. It's like, I don't, I don't want to go back. And it's like, like I was telling you earlier, I have thousands of poems in my Google drive and they're all really great. I personally think, but it's like, do I really want to tap back into that energy to create something with it? Maybe at some point, because I could, I could publish 10 books based on the writing I have sitting at my fingers, but it's like, who am I now? And what energy do I want to like actually tap into? And it's like, I don't personally want to go back and relive that to publish like that kind of stuff right now. And like I said, eventually I do think some of the stuff I've written is like really important for people to read. But right now, because I'm just like in such a stage of finding myself in my own place of bliss that I can't go back there currently, you know? No, of, so course, like, no, of course. Yeah, of course. So it makes sense. I look forward to hearing definitely what your third and fourth and no, 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 third, fourth, <laughs> fifth, sixth, ninth and tenth or let's call the next, let's say your next 20 books in the next five years. Yeah. Be, oh, there right. will so. be, there will be. I'm excited to see what they are because I think they're going to be fucking miraculous i think they're gonna be great and i'm really excited to see what i pull out of my my right. no, you know my little, i call it my tool belt i'm like <laughs> i walk around with this spiritual tool belt i'm like i got my energy healing got my yoga i got my writing i got my my painting i got my singing like what's gonna come out next like right now i'm getting into past life regression <sighs> therapy so it's like what am i gonna pull out next and what Ooh. what do i do with that because that could be really interesting to write if about we had too. more time to talk about past life regression Literally, we could be here for a while on that because um, I've just been listening to a podcast today, actually, by a guy called um, Howard Hughes. I've seen the link over going on about past lives. Please do. Please send yeah, it to me. Really, really interesting it was. And um, I definitely believe in that because like, it was, um, I, don't, I don't want to go on all like this because I'm always reasonably poems in a few minutes. But like, it's, um, I don't know if I've told you this. I probably haven't. I haven't told a lot of people this, but me and Amanda, um, we, a friend, Ruth, who's a, who's a psychic herself, best mate, first time she met me, she turned around and told Amanda, we've been, we've even known each other in past lives, we've been together we've as a been couple. been together, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, and we, went, we went to go and watch, we went to watch a week later to go and see Underworld 5, and it was a bloody awful film it was, but I went into a trance halfway through it, and, and I saw me and Amanda, actually, I think it was in, must have been the North Pole and probably over thousands oh, of years ago. So couple. interesting. That's why, and it's definitely, definitely something we're there with that. But we'll have another chat about that because it could be another good interesting yeah. side project. To I mean, about. it's it's it, it's very interesting subject. I'll just touch briefly on it. It's like 
everybody I meet right now and everything I'm doing right now comes from a place not in this lifetime. Like France, my connection here is not from this lifetime. And that's, and I've always felt that way about everything I've done. It's like, I mean, even my writing, like I know this is not just from this lifetime and everything I'm tapping into because I am very intuitive and am super like spiritually aware of myself. It's, and, and so that's why I'm getting more into that aspect of it right now in my professional and personal career because I just feel like you know it's like I mean I'm sure you and I have had past lives together it's like nobody I meet now is not part of my soul tribe so it's like it's very interesting to discover that and I think there can be a lot of healing and interesting things that yeah, are brought up I do that. I do as well there's um I've read a theory on this and uh, they say like people like you've met you've got around in your life about 40 odd people that you will keep bringing into your life after each through each generation you're there and I think it's a fascinating topic to think about that, really. It's like, you're not it saying lovers, really not saying, I'm not saying lovers, but people that you trust, people that are actually in your life, as you generally, one right. way or another. But even like the, even the toxic people are the quote unquote bad people because nothing's bad or good. But it's like, even those people, I feel like it's all tied into a karmic cycle that can't be explained. Because there are some incidents in my life that were so fucking horrible and so traumatic. And it's like, this is not my karma in this lifetime. This is like truly healing ancestral karma. And this is from something beyond myself. So it like, and as you evolve and as you heal that, it gets into more positive connections and then the people you meet are on like a positive soul level. But I think like, honestly, I mean, I'm sure there's some newborn new souls here now, but it's like, I think everything we're doing, if we've been here before, especially in this age of Aquarius, especially with everything that's going on with the world and spirituality and like the spiritual world we're fighting which is like manifesting it's like it's it's all very past lifey and it's 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 very interesting to right i'm looking at the time here now itself and i knew knew this would happen to me and you so what we're gonna do (laughs) we're gonna wrap this first this part up i want to get to some pieces for us later so now obviously if people want to find out more about you I know your books on Amazon, so I've seen it. <laughs> uh, they so are. Where are people best going if they want to read up on you? More, more information. Um, I have a, a website, leilaziari.com. I will say that even that is a transitionary period, but you can like see my paintings and you can buy my books from leilaziari.com. But I would really suggest follow me on leilaziari Instagram because I'm in such a transitionary period of my life. It's like, please go to my website, see my art, buy my poetry books or whatever but follow me on instagram because i'm in such an evolutionary period that what i'm doing i'm not even sure yet and i think the best way to really tap into me is is that way because it's it's in such an evolutionary period i think that's the best way to follow my path and then go to my website and buy my books and read about whatever i did do and will continue to do that's good to me it's well worth it definitely so right guys and girls take a quick break now I will let Layla get to have another half glass of wine and then we're going to come back with some like pieces. Three already, but you know. Right, okay. No, probably a fourth glass of wine after we finish. You know that, like, in France, wine is like two euros for good wine. It's, it's immaculate to me. I don't even understand it. <laughs> the dream. Wait, can we just, right before I quit, like, I lived, I lived in California. I just ate a three course meal last night for what is 35 American dollars and it was delicious food. And I'm sitting here like in California, you can't even eat an appetizer for $35. I'm can't like, you really? wow. 
Oh, I didn't know that one. Wow. No, America's very, very, I mean, especially California, it's very, 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 very expensive. So, I mean, I know I'm on like, quote unquote, one of the richest parts of the Mediterranean coastline right now. And I'm like blown away by the fact that I've spent no money being here already. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> right. We'll take a quick break now, guys and girls. So okay. we'll see you in a minute. Spoken later. Hi, guys. Yep. I'm just going to shut up shop now and we'll go straight to Layla because I know she can talk. You might have guessed she can talk for Britain. So I'm going to some peace <laughs> in choir now and let her read some pieces for us. Go for it, my friend. All right. I'm just going to read a couple haikus from my book, but haikus are short and then I'll read you guys some poems. So some of these are from my book, A Salt Water Cleanse, A Spiritual Reset, Trip to the Ocean, Sea King Poseidon. My beautiful husband, I am his siren. Picturesque ocean, paintingly, me seductively with waves of emotion. My soul is released. I gaze upon untamed peace. Spirit is unleashed. Unhinged and untamed. The ocean calls me by name, reeled into its game. And that's just a little taste for my haiku book, but now I'll read some really? real poems. Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to read you two of the simplest poems I've ever written in my life, but have the most emotional, like, uh, not anymore. I've kind of gotten over this, but these are two of the poems that I wrote about someone I really, really, really felt like desperately in love with recently and who was, uh, you know, a catalyst to get me to where I'm at, but like who shattered my heart into a million pieces and um, but it's okay. It was, it was part of the process, but these are two, like my poems are honestly, if you read my poetry, it's very esoteric and very convoluted, but these are my two simplest poems and they mean probably the most to me of anything I've ever written. So this one, <laughs> my ideal in a world of make-believe dreams, is it a trick or could it be that you are the real thing? My heart beating uncontrollably, everything I knew of love, seems like an abstract melody. All past infatuations, a vanishing storm, only stepping stones to be yours alone. I'd ask you to catch me, but I've already fallen. Fools rush while I'm foolish, my walls have caved in. Your eyes met mine, my heart met its demise. Inside your warm smile, love came alive. Monomore, I can't think straight. Have I succumbed to illusion, misinterpreted this fate? Romanticism, I'll admit I've been wrong, but I hear our story in every love song. Fairy tale, written for you and I, will you catch me dear, or have I already flatlined? Monsieur, I've been thrust under your spell. Where this road leads, only hearts can tell. Will this blossom? Or has it met a tired end, fading into the, the darkness, never meant to begin? And that's one of them. That's like untitled. Let me tell you, it did fade into darkness and it was never meant to begin. And that was a hard one for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you said before it was a simple poem for you to write, but the content of it is really, you can see it meant everything to you. And that's, that's, right. that's, that's best all right in terms of definitely so. I mean, that's the best, but like, you know, it's like, I think that because I'm such like, I know my soul's really old. So like, for me, it's like been really difficult actually connecting with a lot of people in the physical up until recent times. So it's like a lot of my poems are based on like esoteric 
concepts of love and esoteric love affairs that I've had in like my dreamlands with people who are dead. So it's like, so yes, to me, these are simple because these are about someone I actually met, but like, you know, it's like when I look at the other poems I've read, they're more, they're, they're like deep too, but the words are more convoluted. So when I say simple, I don't mean the concept. I just kind of mean the words I use, but um, here, let me read another one like that. Strangers in the crowd, faces appear so bare. I whisper out your name, yet you fail to appear. I grin in hopeful recognition at slivers speeding through, but my wishes fall on deaf ears, for it's just the ghost of you. Cruising oh. along winding hills, your name on passes sign, on passing sign, I laugh rather silently as you linger on this ride. I scan for your smile in each onlooker in the park. These technicolor dream dreams haunt me. I can't escape your spark. Sometimes I let the tears fall one drop at a time, savoring the bitter taste of all the reasons you'll never be mine. I tell myself it's for the best. Our connection must decay. But these, fable re these fables reek of lies and I don't believe a word I say. My favorite little runaway, your phantom clings so near. Then sunlight slashes through the haze, and I wonder, were you ever really here? Hours, hangs like, hours hang like cloaks of gray, so I turn my back on you. Yet my heart overtakes my brain, and I fail to say the last adieu. What's so good about goodbye? Sings Smokey Robinson. I used to mock the sentiment, but now it's riddled with dread. Letting go is my specialty. I keep treading on ahead, but it's really just quite cyclical because with you goodbye is an open end that's another one like that oh brilliant great stuff again can you tell i fell in love with a french guy <laughs> uh yeah i had the feeling that was french that was french but french then i'm obviously i'm a firm believer i never said i never asked direct questions but i wonder i'm usually right so yeah yeah i saw the Romance in your soul, then definitely. I thought ask up a French when you fell in, but we're definitely so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here I came to France, the place he told me to go to. But guess what? I'm not going to fall in love with a French man next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure moving make... on. I'm moving on to Scandinavia. Hey, Swedish <laughs> men, like, call me Watch... up because I, I like your energy. Okay. Watch out, this. Scandinavia. Watch out, Scandinavia. The They're so sweet, though. Like, I don't know. I've never really met that many Scandinavian people, but everybody I have met and everybody I listen to, like, they just have such nice energy, like, as people. I mean, I mean, obviously, people suck everywhere and people are great everywhere, but like, the Scandinavian vibe is just like so sweet and so authentic. Like, and that's why I'm going to those countries. Well, let's hope. I hope it works out well for me, definitely, Layla. So, and I look whatever forward, I do will work out. <laughs> I look forward to. I look forward to hearing about your adventures definitely soon again. So, right. Well, that's it oh. for today. And it was spoken label because we're out of time nearly. So, Layla, it's been a pleasure as always, my friend. So, it's been so nice to talk to you. Yeah, I can. I said before to you, I can't believe it's been what eighteen months since we last chatted. And as I expected of you, and another eighteen months down another session, your life will be completely different again. You probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably knowing you, you probably have, you probably have triplets or something at that stage. Nope, there's no babies in this card, but I, <laughs> I, I will. I mean, ask my psychic. There's no babies in this lifetime, but I mean, you might see me marrying with a European passport. You might see me with a a, a work visa. Like, 
throwing stones on the ocean like who knows i mean honestly it could be so different <laughs> it will be it's not it could be it will be different no matter what i'm doing it won't be what i'm doing today so i look for i look forward to hearing a great many future adventures anyway so keep in touch and i know you will so we look forward to I look forward to having you on again soon hopefully so anyway Absolutely. guys and girls that's it for today so as thanks Don for Callis, having me <laughs> pleasure as always layla as don Callis, so formerly the pat wrestling always says Stay safe and stay over. And we shall see you all next time. We sat, Nam. <laughs> Spoken, mate.